you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have arrived here in Munich, Germany, home of the first ever regular season NFL game to be played at Allianz Arena. The Seahawks, uh, Geno Smith, Pete Carroll, they arrived yesterday. Todd Bowles, Tom Brady, fresh off the plane. Now they head to practice where they will be greeted by throngs of media. And it's about two-thirds, one-third, two-third German media coverage here because mm. everyone is so thrilled looking forward to this game. Welcome inside. Good morning, football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. It's Friday. It's our final hour. I know I'm Jamie Erdahl, Jason McCordy, Peter Schrager, Joe Thomas. Time for a Sunday preview presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. This is the biggest underdog the Packers have been in Lambeau Field since Aaron Rodgers came to Green Bay in 2008. Some things that we're expecting to see from the Packers being such a big underdog at home against the Cowboys on Sunday. Peter, what are your thoughts? I mean, I love the fact that it's it's the Packers and the Cowboys, but I also think Aaron Rodgers is the focus, and I'm looking at the coach, Mike McCarthy. There is a fun little storyline here of Mike McCarthy having a street named after him in Lambeau mm -hmm. and being unceremoniously fired midway through the season as a Green Bay Packers head coach who had won a Super Bowl title. Maybe that wasn't the most uh, graceful way it should have been handled. Maybe he should have been given the rest of that season. McCarthy, out of football for a year. Decides I'm going to dig into the numbers, dig into the playbook, dig into the stats, learns analytics, interviews with the Cowboys, gets the Cowboys head job, and now for the first time is facing the Packers in Lambeau and is a huge favorite as a Dallas Cowboys head coach. Mm. I'm here for the McCarthy Rogers stuff, and I'm not looking for drama. I'm looking for the embrace. I'm looking for the friendship that the two really do have, and I think that's real. They said they texted this week, but also looking at the strategy. McCarthy, he talks to Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, he's faced Rodgers. McCarthy, he knows a thing or two that gets Rodgers going. Mm -hmm. Packers, I mean, this could be a tailspin. This season could go off the rails. And if Mike McCarthy is the one, the irony of it all, to be one that, to blow out the Packers, 
in Lambeau as a coach of the Cowboys, gosh, that's NFL storyline fodder, and I, I love that stuff. Yeah. I hope Aaron Rodgers has his track spikes because Dallas brings the best yes, pass do. rush in the NFL to Lambeau Field, and the Green Bay Packers offensive line hasn't exactly done a good job yeah. of blocking for Aaron Rodgers this season. So Aaron's going to have to get the fountain of youth and remember how to run around and throw the ball down the field if they want any chance in this game because that Dallas pass, pass rush, uh, Chris Collinsworth got me there for a second with the pass <laughs> rush. It's uh, good. The Cowboys, they're going to be getting after him, mm -hmm. and their only chance for the Packers is if Aaron Rodgers starts running outside the pocket. They get a lot of boots. They get some play actions. Give them an opportunity to not stand in the pocket because there's no way the Packers offensive line can hold You up. live in Wisconsin. What? What? Are people mad at the Packers? There's are a lot of sadness. There's a lot there's, of sadness. There's no okay. doubt. There's so much frustration. Confusion? Yeah. They've become to believe that if Brett Favre or then now Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback, you're going to have a good, good. team. You're good. It doesn't matter. Like, oh, Devontae Adams leaves in the offseason. You know, this guy's injured. That guy leaves. Like, it's, we're going to be fine. We got the guy at quarterback. Joe, All I picked him to go to the Super Bowl. Hey, I, I, I believed in them, too. I still like, believe yeah. there's a chance. I, 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 can't, yeah. I, can't, I, can't fathom, I can't fathom a Packers team with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback being so inept. You learn things and you then your brain Wisconsin. remembers it in, a, in a, a binary manner, one or zero. Like, they're either really good or they're not good. That's how I think of Tom Brady. That's how I think of mm. Aaron Rodgers. That's how I thought of Peyton Manning. So in my head, I still can't understand yeah. that Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay Packers, it's with not, yeah. a, a coaching staff that's still there, is playing so poorly. Mm -hmm. And he's playing poorly, too. It's not just the people around him. It's not just the receivers. But he's throwing interceptions. He's doing things that... It doesn't even look like Aaron Rodgers when you're watching it on mm -hmm. tape. Yeah, it's so true. We talked to Kurt Warner a little bit yesterday just about quarterback play overall. He was saying, like, Aaron Rodgers has some bad plays. It's like, but it's going to take the entire team. Receiver stepping up, getting open, offensive line, like you alluded to, being able to protect it, get them going. But for me, I'm tired of talking about the Packers. It's like... <laughs> Coincidental, they're playing the Dallas Cowboys, a team that we always talk about as well. <laughs> Let's talk like, about the Cowboys. They have a lot of storylines. Ezekiel Elliott will be back after Tony Pollard went off their past game before the bye week. Who gets the share of the carries? You mentioned Micah Parsons. You mentioned the, the pass rush. Trayvon Diggs, can these receivers get open against these Cowboys DBs? I want to see the overall game and how it's going to come out, the X's and O's part of it. The Mike McCarthy, the Aaron Rodgers, all of that stuff. But let's talk about the guys that are going to impact in this game. And a lot of those players are on the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely. There's just crazy things happening, Rodgers, this season. That game against the Bills, like the largest spread he was up against. And now he's the first time home underdog in his career by more right? than three it's points. It's a wild thing as we take a closer look at the Cowboys Packers game. The Packers are getting uh, four and a half points. Mm. And the over under is set at 43 and a half. Coming up. The boss is in the building. Roger Goodell has landed here in Munich. We hear it's his first time, which I think is really incredible. He's going to join us right after the break. Can't wait. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't Nick? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. your game day started Sunday at 7 a.m. Eastern with a special edition of game day kickoff live from Germany, followed by the Seahawks and Buccaneers at 9.30 a.m. In an unexpected turn of events, Tom Brady and the Bucks head into Week 10, looking up in the NFC standings at Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Colleen Wolf, Willie McGinnis, and Joe Thomas get you set for kickoff live from the field in Munich. Plus, Kurt Warner sits down with former World Cup champion and U.S. men's national coach Jurgen Klinsmann to discuss the intersection of football and football. American football, your football, is just uh, uh, amazing. Then at 9.30, Kurt joins me, Mooch, and Michael in the booth to call the game between the Seahawks and the Bucks. It all starts Sunday at 7 a.m. Eastern. We're so excited, and we've got now two teams, boots on the ground. Here with the Buccaneers this morning coming off that plane, and there's Mr. TB12 coming onto the runway. There's Jason Light, the general manager. The Buccaneers fans are everywhere here in Munich, and now the team has arrived. Brady, Gino, we've got Bucks and Seahawks, and we are so excited to have the NFL in Munich. Our next guest needs no introduction. He is the person we have to thank for this incredible experience in Germany. <laughs> Let's welcome to Good Morning Football. No introduction needed, Mr. Commissioner Roger Goodell. What's up? Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you. All right. We've been here for a few days, some of us longer than others. Um, <laughs> yeah. We are loving it. It is fantastic here. This city has welcomed us with open arms and the NFL as a whole. You just got here. What's your initial reaction? Well, I've been watching you all week, not you. Yeah, I know. Everybody else. <laughs> but the, the reality is um, we felt this excitement happening for so long. I mean, you all know the story about the number of people who signed up for tickets. Mm-hmm. And, and literally when I got to the airport, 
someone was taking us over from security into another area, and she turned around and told me the story about how they all got up at 2 o'clock in the morning, her boyfriend made her get up, and they were all trying to get tickets, and they had five different computers going at once <laughs> to get six tickets, and they ended up getting them. And so she says it's the greatest thing in the world. So she's excited, and you could just, so that was almost the first interaction I had when I hit the ground. That's awesome. So, you, have, you have a history with the, the league and international, like going back to your years in the 90s working for the league, like you see this dream come to a reality. What's it mean to you personally? <laughs> well, Paul Tagliabue, when he became commissioner in 89 and the wall fell down, he said, you get on a plane, go figure out how to play a game in Germany. Mm. And so... 89, I, West I went, Germany. Uh, that, no, the wall had just fallen. And I went over, I went to Czech Portrilla, I went into East Berlin, the whole thing. Mm. And I was by myself. I mean, I literally had zero contact. And we had figured out. Six months later, we played the Rams and the Chiefs in Olympic Stadium in Berlin. And none of us knew what was going to happen. We didn't know whether people were going to walk in. And we had, I think it was 56,000 people, close to 60,000 people, all tailgating before the game. And it was unbelievable. And it, you know, it just showed us at that moment right there for, you know, a preseason game without a lot of promotion, how much they loved the game of football. And to see how that's evolved through World League, NFL Europe, and now with our first regular season game in Munich, it's sort of hard to believe. So it's cool for me. Mm -hmm. What stood out to you about the city of Munich that gave you the confidence that, hey, if we bring an NFL game here, people are going to embrace it and it's going to be a huge success? Well, our team deserves a lot of the credit for there because they, you know, they, they had a whole bidding process with nine cities. Mm -hmm. um, I really only saw most of the results on the three finalists. And it was pretty clear, frankly. And I, I think what really stood out two things i think the stadium which you guys have seen alliance arena is um is a first class stadium and i think that was very compelling for our team and second was the passion and, and i think this this city speaks so much about germany it's uh, you know it's it's right there at the top and it's uh so to me i i think all of it fit and you know by the reaction looks like they made a good choice <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. they definitely did and you mentioned allianz arena we were there byron munich game yeah. and the atmosphere was just electric they scored i think six goals in that game and just watching how the fans reacted and how excited and the cheering and even how welcoming they were to all of us mm -hmm. How excited are you to experience that firsthand Sunday when the Bucks take on the Seahawks? I am because, you know, one of the things, when, particularly when I go to an international game, you always like to, to judge how the fans mm -hmm. understand the game. How, you know, when I first went, we had our first game in Tokyo in 89, you know, they were referees would throw a flag and they'd start clapping. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so, and when we announced the game was going to go into overtime, they all thought it was an encore. And so they, you know, more they football. Went, yeah, yeah, more football. And so, but that was great for us. And, um, but, you know, you see it when I was at the London game, it was the Packers and the Giants game. The fans here are just as sophisticated, understand the game just as much as they do in the States, honestly. Um, and I think that's a credit to the media to the games, to the fans themselves. Um, it's just, you've seen the game explode. So, Roger, you, you're going to be at Allianz on Sunday. We know your team will try to jam-pack your days full of business <laughs> in the short window that you're here. But since you know Germany so well, Munich, like, what are you going to do here with minutes of free time that you might have? How do you spend your time not focusing on football? What's fun about this place? Well, I was listening to all of you, and our team was giving us all an update last week, and they were telling me about the 21 pubs. So I'm going for the 21 pubs. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. So, hey, man, I'll be your wingman. You good? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it, Joe. <laughs> yeah, Joe 
Joe, Joe had a good time last yeah. night. How many, yeah. how many of you already got into Joe? Well, we got one clear. You lost yeah. the last six. Yeah, I got to take a picture to remember that I was there. <laughs> uh, you said a few weeks ago that you could not envision a, a single team with the entire NFL. Maybe someday having some sort of bigger presence here overseas, and that made a lot of news when you said that in London. The talk was maybe a division in Europe, maybe a team full-time in here. Just unpacking that comment, we haven't had a chance to ask you since, like, what is the long-term vision? And is there really a, a storyline and path that maybe, hey, maybe there's more of a permanent fixture overseas than we think just these, these, these regular season games here and there? Well, I would tell you this. The objective is to make American football a true global sport. Uh, so how we do that is the question, ultimately. That question came from a fan forum, actually. A, a, fan, a fan asked me that question. And I, I, the point I was making with them is that I believe that London, as an example, or the UK could easily host two NFL teams today from a commercial standpoint, a fan mm -hmm. standpoint. No question in my mind. The question that we have to answer and be able to, to address if you did have a team over here is how do you do the competitive aspects of the game? Mm -hmm. Not the logistics, because we'll figure that out as we have here. What we have to figure out is, particularly in the postseason, where you can't really schedule around it. We don't know the schedule until Sunday of the last weekend. So we we really, that's the one that we're really struggling with to try to figure out how we could do that. There are solutions, there are alternatives. None of them are perfect, but they, there's, you know, when we started this, there were a lot of compromises. We didn't think teams... So there were a lot of naysayers saying no. Just right off the uh, most teams didn't want to come. Yeah. yeah. And now it's actually the opposite. We, you know, we've every team when the Packers showed up, that was our 32nd team, and it wasn't because the Packers didn't want to do it. It was because there, as a visiting team, nobody wanted to give them up. Yeah. So oh, if you had the Packers on your schedule, they mm -hmm. said, no, 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 no. Yeah. We want, we want them at home. So every team now has been here. Every team wants to come back. Yeah. Every team sees the magic that I think is happening, and that's the great thing for us. So that's what we want to build off of. I truly believe that we're. We're going to find a, at least two cities that could host an NFL team here in the, in the near future. I believe that. Uh, I just think you could just see the reaction. And so, yeah, would it be easier to have four teams here so that you could have interdivision games mm -hmm. and less travel? I think that could be a real possibility. We saw Jeff Saturday be named a coach. Joe, would that interest you being a coach here in Germany? Would you enjoy it? We were selling hard. <laughs> Peter wants to be the GM. <laughs> I want to be the coach. What do you and think player development? Jamie, what are you doing? Yeah. Why don't you just be the owner? Be the commissioner yeah. of NFL yeah. Germany? Oh, so I want to bring my sure. family over here and live over here amongst the people. I'm a strong German heritage. Coach football and grow the game with you. So we're on the same I'm totally good with it. So commissioner, we got the uh, commissioner of Europe, right? Yes, right, right there. Yeah. On a more serious note, Veterans what? Day weekend, we know how much we, obviously, that that, that weekend means for us and for you personally. Mm -hmm. uh, just a note on just the veterans and the way that the U.S. and NFL and, of course, the military presence that we have embraced for so many years. Yeah, I did um, several things on Monday as part of our start of our Salute to Service campaign, um, including going to the Bob Woodruff Foundation that night. And I think there's this connection with the military that I can't describe. We had cadets from West Point come in. I think it was about 30 or 40 cadets, men and women, who were looking to sort of see, how do I take the experience I have at the, at the West Point and use that into a career? 
And, you know, we talked about the connection of football. And I said, I believe there's a, a real connection. None of us would ever, I know the players would be the first to say, would say we're putting ourselves in the shoes of our military that are going out there and risking their lives and, and fighting for our country. But there's a, there's a bond between the two. And when I went on the USO tour in, I think it was 2008, with Drew Brees and O.C. Yermanura, and one, we had the best time. But you realize that you're, you think you're going over to sort of give them a break. But what happened is it really all made us understand how important we are to uh, the military and what incredible people they are. The sacrifices they and their families have, but the leadership and the courage, the strength, and the just the pride in our country. And um, to me, I walked away with that. And I, I, every time we talk about salute to service, it's the top of our game. I love it. I think what you get from the alums of the military academy is just uh, commitment, competition, but like their teamwork first and foremost as a personality yeah. trait is just incredible. We have these five beers here. Uh, we're going to do some cheers, prost, to everything that's happening here in Munich um, for the game heading into Sunday. So let's just first and foremost, prost to everyone who has been supporting of this game on Sunday. Yeah. To you, Commissioner Roger Goodell, oh, for making God. this happen. Yeah. Thank you, so, prost, 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 prost to the prost, environment prost, before prost, the first prost, ever prost, NFL. Prost. Prost. What do you say? What do we say? Say it. For a minute, so till from Zack, Zack, Zack. Zack, Zack. You got that's, that, a little, that's a little nervous. You're just kind of saying things. A minute, yeah, you're, just, minute. you're just going yep. with it. All right, out of gross, all right? Thank you so much for joining us. We are so My happy pleasure. to be here. My we are pleasure. so happy to be here. And for those who couldn't make it to this one, there'll be many more games in NFL Europe. How about go. that? Yep. That's a promise. Definitely. Good morning, football, coming your way. Live from Munich, this is Marian Plotz and all of the incredible people that are here to love the game that we watch and adore every day. More Good Morning Good Football coming your way. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, football! Mad Minute Part 2. What is two in bye? Mad Minute bye. Uh, Week 10 officially kicked (laughs) off last night, and we've got a great slate of games coming to you on Sunday after the first ever game to be played, regular season game played in Munich, Germany. But let's start uh, with the Green Bay Packers. They're trying to turn their season around, and they're going to hope to do that against the Cowboys. What are we looking for in this game, Peter? I think it's just cool that Ezekiel Elliott is back, and it's like we haven't seen Zeke in weeks, and the Cowboys have won some games, and they've made it happen. But now you get a rested Zeke going into Green Bay, and this is a place where, you know, the Cowboys have not had a lot of success against the Packers historically, and certainly in the Rodgers era. And I just feel like the, the, the Cowboys, heavy favorites with Mike McCarthy as the coach, and now a healthy Zeke, a healthy Dak. This might be the version of Dallas week should be seeing in December and January. Mm. Get a nice preview of that here. Yeah, you talked about in the 8 o'clock hour, Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy, longtime quarterback, head coach. What is the embrace going to be like before the game? They said they've texted this week. This is kind of the battle within the battle that's going on. So I want to see, you know, the cameras are going to be following them throughout. So I want to see what those interactions are like. Dallas has the best pass rush in the NFL. Green Bay's offensive line, eh, not so good this season. I think you're going to see Aaron Rodgers outside the pocket a lot. Some by design and some just because he's rushing or running for his life. I'm kind of curious to see what kind of campaign the Dallas Cowboys put on offensively to entice Odell Beckham Jr. Nice. I like that. I don't know. They might just say, like, come here, come here. They face the Green Bay Packers. It's an NFC West showdown between the Cardinals and the Rams in Los Angeles. Ian Rapport's been keeping us up to date with all the quarterback injuries in this game. What to look for, Jay? Yeah, there's a chance we may not see either starting quarterback, but the loser of this game will be last place in their division. Mm. These are two teams that came into the season with very high expectations, chasing a Super Bowl for the Rams repeating, for the Cardinals trying to correct the playoff collapse last year. Last in the division in November is not where either one of these teams want to be. They need a win to have some hope to salvage this season. Yeah, obviously the quarterback situation, that's what we're watching. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch my boy Danny Boy McCoy, the backup quarterback <laughs> for the Cardinals who's been tremendous throughout his career, stepping in for an injury starting quarterback ahead of him. If he plays, I'd still take the Why Cardinals. do you call Colt Danny Boy? What is because that? Because he was a rookie okay. when we were veterans, and we always called him Danny Boy, and we called him Fanny Boy because he's got that nice booty for a quarterback. <laughs> he's got that bubble booty. So he was always Fanny football. Danny Boy McCoy. That's the locker room talk right there. I'll tell you about. what, though. Dead serious. Like, if you're telling me Kyler can't run, I might rather have Colt McCoy under center for Absolutely. a game. A healthy Colt McCoy might give you a better chance to win than an injured Kyler Murray who can't use his athletic ability outside mm-hmm. the pocket. Both teams desperate for a win, and I, I would never count out Colt McCoy. Two and one as a starter for the Arizona Cardinals. Peter, I'm going to double back to you. You know Sean McVay well. The, the Rams are being outscored in the fourth quarter, 71 to 10. Mm-hmm. What is happening with this yeah. team? It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. They're, they're trying to figure things out with different personnel packages, different responsibilities with the coaching staff, and they are coming up empty. They've got still a, a wide-open season for the rest of the 
they're not eliminated, but it is not looking good in Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah, frustrating, absolutely. Uh, finally, in California, we have a battle on Sunday Night Football between the Chargers and the Niners up in San Francisco. Intrigue about this game, Joe? Yeah, I want to see the Chargers defense. You know, we all thought they were going to be one of the best defenses in the NFL coming into the season. They really haven't done a whole lot. They've been very disappointing, even with the addition of Khalil Mack. How are they going to be able to handle Christian McCaffrey? You know, he's been such a weapon since he got traded from the Carolina Panthers, and Kyle Shanahan now in several weeks in the system is getting him involved even more. And it's fun to see the creative ways that Kyle's yep. using Christian McCaffrey to take advantage of weaknesses on the defense. Niners can sit back and watch in the early morning window, see what happens with the Bucks and the Seahawks. Then you get this, char you know, this Cardinals-Rams game, and then they can sit back. They win this game, they are going into Monday feeling like, wait, we're the best team in the division. We can do this. We watch the other teams, we can do it. I, I think San Francisco is a, is a ball of fire right now, a ton of momentum. I wouldn't want to face them right now. Yeah, hmm. you mentioned Christian McCaffrey. They're coming off their bye week. Debo Samuel should be healthy, should be out there. Kyle Shanahan. Now he has Christian McCaffrey, who we watch run for one, <laughs> throw for one, catch one, and now Debo Samuel. You mentioned it when the trade happened. Positionless football, these two guys define that. How is he going to deplore them, and how is a team like the Chargers is going to be able to stop those two guys. Absolutely. Uh, the final game that we want to touch on this Sunday is when Indianapolis and the Colts traveled to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders a couple weeks ago. Jeff Saturday tweeted the Raiders look not great. Well, now he's the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, and he has to prepare for them, make his debut with a headset on. Here's what he had to say about those who have questioned his credentials in this decision. I'm completely comfortable in who I am as a man, bro. I know I can lead men. I know I know the game of football and I'm passionate about it. I have no fear about are you as qualified as somebody else, bro. I spent 14 years in a locker room. I went to the playoffs 12 times. I got five dudes in the Hall of Fame that I play with. You don't think I've seen greatness? You don't think I've seen how people prepare, how they coach, how they GM, how they work? I mean, won Super Bowls, been to two. Like, here's the deal, man. None of us are promised a good job. I may be terrible at this. And after eight games, I'll say, God bless you. I am no good. I may be really good at it. I got no idea. But I dang sure ain't going to back down. I can tell you that. All right. I mean, like as he's talking, we've seen this sound before. Like we are on the set debating about this and just the decision and what it's been like for the Colts the last couple of weeks. I want to start with these two guys who have played on good teams, bad teams, hard times, great times. The Colts just lost three games in a row. Your head coach has been fired, and now you have an interim head coach that comes in, was never on the original coaching staff. You saw him on ESPN, probably talking about your team. Now he's leading you in this game on Sunday. Player standpoint, Joe, how do you handle this? When you hire your drinking buddy to be the head coach of an NFL football team, it is one of the most disrespectful things I've ever seen in my entire life to the commitment, the lifestyle, and the experience that it takes to be an NFL coach, any coach, much less the head coach of the Indianapolis football Colts. You have got to be kidding me that this is something that Jim Ursay and Jeff Saturday, who's not blameless for accepting the job, could have talked and decided that this was the best thing for the Indianapolis Colts at this juncture of the season. I'm going to tell you a quick story. I lived right next door to Rob Chudzinski. He was our head coach for one season mm -hmm. in Cleveland. The commitment that it takes to be a head coach in the NFL is beyond what people can even comprehend mm. unless you've been in that locker room. Yep. He saw his children yep. one time every week. That was Friday afternoon. Yep. We would get off about 2 o'clock. He would stay till 3. He would pick his kids up from school. He had four kids. He would go get ice cream with them. They would come home. Then he would drop them off and go back to the office. If it was a home game, he would get to see his kids Two times during the week. Ice cream on Friday. Saturday and then afternoon. Saturday afternoon, he still didn't see him because he stayed. Sunday, 
they would come to the game, he would drive them home after the game, drop them off, and go back to the office. That's a lifestyle. That's who you are. That's not something that you can just show up for. It's not something you sign up for. Mid-season. This is something that changes your life when you decide to be a coach. It's one of the reasons I don't want to coach, because I want to see my children. I want to have a life outside of football. When you're a coach in the NFL, you do not have a life outside of football. Why do you think coaches never retire? What are they going to do? They haven't developed any other parts of their life. They don't have hobbies. They don't have a lot of other friends outside of their football world because you live football. Your children, if you're lucky enough to be able to coach with them, like Coach Belichick, Shanahan, then you get Pete to Carroll. have that relationship, Pete Carroll. But outside of that, it's a different lifestyle because it's who you are. So the disrespect that NFL coaches have to feel when they saw that this hire was made is higher than almost anything I, I can ever possibly remember in the NFL. And then to defend the decision by saying, I'm happy that he doesn't have any experience he's not because scared. he's not scared. Like, if you didn't already insult every person that's worked their entire life to be a head coach in the NFL, then to go up there and say, I like that he's got no experience because all, all y'all NFL coaches are scared because you use logic and analytics to make decisions. I was happily eating some uh, fine French food and drinking French wine because I was in France with my kids earlier in the week. But when I saw this, I thought it was a joke. I thought I, maybe I had a little Google Translate and I all of a sudden I'm in the wrong calendar and it's April 1st or something going on. It was the most egregious thing I can never remember happening in the NFL. And I went 1-31 in 31 my last two years in the NFL. <laughs> no. I'm sorry I got a little excited I, there, but I, it's no. Fast, it's a fascinating it was, it was take. I mean, You're saying what everybody's thinking, essentially. Yeah. And I think even to the point where you said that we've talked about guys that have played the game and want to get into coaching. And our and interns. Our you have to intern. Guys Hall of Famers. Go in, you walk Dude. in the building, you say, I want to be the offensive line coach. And there's coaches that will say to you, a head coach like, Joe, like, we love you, we want you to be here, but like, you can't just step in and run an entire room. Like, we want you to have to go through the process to be a position coach. Right. There's no process, and he is the head, head coach. coach. And I think to your point, I, I can't even understand why he would want to take on that Seriously. job. And then obviously, in that pressure we just watched, he's defending himself because us included and everybody else is looking at this. Yeah. He has pride. Like, hey, I believe in myself, and I believe in what I can do. But we're all sitting here like, I mean, my goodness. I'm sure Jeff Saturday is a great guy. I don't know him personally. You watch him on TV as an analyst. I've played against him in the NFL. But it's just like, why in the world is all of this going on when there's so many qualified people have paid their dues and have done everything they possibly can. And Eric Bieniemy, or Raheem Morris now, who is the defensive coordinator for the Rams. So many guys who are waiting their turn, and it doesn't happen. And Jeff Saturday goes from a high school coach consultant to now you're running the entire organization as the point guy in the building that everybody runs underneath. It's amazing. I would, I would just add this. This is an organization that in the last three weeks told their you know, potential Hall of Fame quarterback, you're done for the season, and you're out. Okay, sorry, we lost a couple games. You're out. They told their offensive coordinator, Marcus Brady, who's yep. a rising star in this league, who, who does not plays. call plays, you're fired. Go home, pack your bag, tell your family you don't have a job anymore. It's your fault. And then five days later, Frank Reich, it, you're five-time uh, coach. You know, you've been here. You've been great. You've won all over. You've won with the Eagles. You're fired. You're a great man of faith, but you're fired. You're out of here. And that the head coach is going to be my pal. I don't know if he's a drinking buddy. I think Jim Mercer is 100 years sober, whatever Well, maybe is. he's not a drinking buddy. But your point, figuratively, it's safe. It's warm. Give me a big embrace, big guy. 
I'm not a, I'm not a player, I'm not a coach. I talked to all the coaches. They're really upset, disappointed. This is how this went down. If this is how these people on this set are considering this decision, and this is the reaction that you get from guys who are well removed from locker rooms, I cannot imagine what it feels like to be sitting in your cubby in that room when this decision is made and you have to play the rest of the season for this person that you just don't understand how this just happened. And if you're in that locker room, by all accounts, season's everybody over. loved Frank, right? Oh, yeah. Beloved. So you get rid of the guy. I mean, I played with Josh McCown. He was a big believer yes. in Frank. Where he loved him. He talked so glowingly about him. Mm -hmm. You get rid of the guy that everybody really loves, mm -hmm. and then you make this move? Like, mm -hmm. how? Like, I know Jeff is a great leader, and he's got passion. You could hear it in that interview. But there's more to being an NFL coach than just standing up in front of the room and yeah. giving a good rah-rah speech. I've said it a bunch of times. <laughs> like, that that, is that sound what we think that it we is? just heard. I don't. I didn't like the tone that Jeff Saturday took. And and, and these two always kind of say to me, "It's his pride." People were questioning him. I don't think he has the right to act so def like defensive of the questions. The legitimate questions. There are legitimate questions as to why this went down. I think the only way he can speak and answer those questions is to how he handles himself on this team as a head coach moving forward. Oh boy, could it's take tough. up a whole show. Yeah. Tom Brady has arrived in Munich. He is practicing. Look at everybody. It's Tom Brady. He's practicing football and fun. Oh, in Munich. Oh, oh, and a boo. Oh, no. Uh, they are at the local FC Bayern Munich campus, a football stadium where the team practices. Two of them, Seahawks are at one, Buccaneers are at the other. It's our final segment here in Germany. Oh, I know. Which so amazing. Normally, back in New York, Joe, we play a little a 90 segment called Pickle Picks, but you know, we're here. So now it's Pretzel Picks. Obviously. And uh, we decided to just focus on this incredible moment we have coming up Sunday morning where each of you are going to be given a pretzel. You have two dipping sauces here. One represents the Seahawks and the Bucks. You get to pick your winner for the first ever regular season NFL game played here in Germany. And you get one at a time dip and give me a reason why. So uh, who wants to go first? Jason. Of course I'll go first. And they have pretzels that have butter in the middle of them. Yeah. These don't. Uh -huh. But for me, Bucks and Seahawks, you guys know how much of a Brady fan I am. And I root for him. But the Seahawks are rolling. Seahawks. This dip looks really good. So I'm going to go with this one. And you're not a, you're not a dip guy. This is like a mustard yeah, Seahawks and a cheese Buccaneers. Okay. I'm going to jump in here. Okay. okay. How could you betray Tom Brady, bro? You played with Tom Brady. He brought you a Super Bowl. He did all these things. You're going to pick the Seahawks. How about this? Tampa! Tampa! I'm taking the Seahawks. I think they really, they, they just have a great story going on right now. Oh, look at that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right, Joe. Joe, who you got? Geno Smith keeps this train rolling down the tracks. I love the run game. I love the play action shots down the field. I love the 73% completion percentage was not a made-up stat at the beginning of the show. Right. So I like the Seahawks. Oh! This is like a mustard. Here we go. This is like a cheese. I'm calling the game. I'm not going to pick the game, so I'm going to dip my pretzel in both because that's how nice. it is. Little cheese and a little mustard. And there, it, Tom Brady is practicing here in Munich. He has arrived. Good Morning Football was live from Munich thank all you, week. Everybody. It was a beautiful thing. We thank everybody thank for you. watching here. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.